0: Bonjour. Hello. (laughs) A year from now is an independent podcast and doesn't rely on ads. Please contribute by supporting our Patreon, link in show notes. Also, the music in this episode, except for the theme, was made during a music collaboration game called Dawview. Watch us create full songs in under an hour on our YouTube channel. My friend puts it together. It's called Dawview, link in show notes. Pretty cool stuff. Anyway. Let's get into the show. i would do the full intro right now. Welcome to A Year From Now. I'm Matthew Schneemann. It's a show where we interview someone, wait a year, see what happens. My brother Danny and I shared a room when I was in middle school. Maybe high school, too. Yeah, I think so. My older brothers Carl and Pat exposed me to a lot of great music. Pearl Jam, Beastie Boys, Green Day, Blink-182. My younger sister wasn't old enough to be a musical influence, but my mom got her ABBA gold. And so indirectly, I got into ABBA, though it would take years for me to admit that I actually loved ABBA. Why? Because, you know, it was pop music, and pop music was way too mainstream. You wouldn't be caught dead listening to the local station. 101.3 KDWB! My brother Danny wasn't too snobby but still can be embarrassed over pop music.
1: Boss I was so embarrassed that mom and dad gave me that uh, CD. And uh, which is funny now, cause like we all love boss now.
0: (laughs) In middle school and high school, Danny and I shared a room. He had a quirk.
1: I started noticing the digits 10, 13 on a clock. And then somehow you got in on it too. I think you just thought it was really cool.
0: It kind of came out of nowhere. Danny started noticing 1013. I specifically remember our shared digital clock, those you know, little numbers, 1013. He'd point it out. It became a thing. We started noticing it in the kitchen, 1013. Into adulthood, we'd see it everywhere and we'd text each other, 1013. First texting like T9, 1013, Flip phone, 1013. Touchscreen, 1013, touchscreen, 1013, voice recognition, 1013. 1013 through the years we lost most of these text messages, though, when we upgraded phones. But I do have a record going back to 2018 when I got my last phone. And since then, my brother and I have texted 1013 back and forth 229 times, roughly. My eyes glazed over trying to count. That's basically once a week. Scrolling through my phone is quite nostalgic. The messages are usually one of us simply texting the number 1013. I apparently got bored with that and I would text 10 dirt, which later morphed into den dirt. Danny, Danny was more performative where he would simply text bam, boop, boom, and confusingly <laughs> la boom. Danny hit me with multiple birthday 13s and Easter 13. I hit him with a Friday the 13th, 1013. Sometimes the messages are a mashing of keys. Trying to get it in before 10:14.
1: Oh yeah, well I love when I see 10:12 because then I get excited and then I try and get the text sent uh, before the 10:13 is over.
0: Sometimes the sender will be appealing to the other.
1: Half the time it feels like it delays and it's 10:14 after I send it.
0: Yeah, that is really annoying. I really did send it at 10:13. I don't know why it came late. You can see, over the past years, our texting language change. Emojis give way to GIFs, and GIFs then get overused and go back to emojis. We see time zones shift. When I moved to New York City for three years, all of a sudden the 1013s were coming from 913. And then satisfyingly, when I moved back to Minnesota, the 913 shifts back to 1013. As if, like me, it was returning home. What on earth is 1013 anyway? Most of my life, I just thought it was a random number,
1: right? The the local radio station, KDWB, that plays all the pop hits is 101.3. KDWB! Which, of course, is 1013. That may have been the origin where I oh. started noticing because of KDWB, but I was too embarrassed... <laughs> to tell people that that had any connection because why would I listen to that station? God forbid. This all
0: checks out. My older brothers, Carl and Pat, they were cool music fans.
1: Well, Particularly, he, he would have made fun of Katie Car- well, yeah. Oh, gosh, yeah. I mean, that kind of stuff growing up, for sure. I liked the Eagles at one point, and I was just... Ripped to shreds for liking the Eagles. God forbid, someone. I think I, I had a cassette tape, I remember and that. somebody ruined it. They pulled all the stuff out of it. I never know who knew who did that. What's up? Sorry.
0: To okay. get to the bottom of this, I cornered Carl at family dinner and asked him about the Eagles tape. And somebody <laughs> tore it apart.
1: Did I do that?
2: <laughs> do you have any? I don't. Re- I of don't you?
1: have any remember, remembrance of doing hey. it. But Quick, come here for just a sec.
0: I pulled Padden. Carl continued.
1: I mean, regarding Danny, I wasn't the nicest to him. So <laughs> That might be okay, though, because, you know, you, you can only listen to the Eagles uh, go so long be- be- before you basically have to, like, like, roll your car over the cassette tape. You know? Ooh.
0: <laughs> the two oldest brothers are still the coolest. <laughs> uh, what is this intro? It's a little love letter to my siblings, you know, growing up under them. But it's also displaying a little mental quirk, the 1013 thing that has been lodged in Danny and my brains for years. Today's main story is about mental quirks that aren't so quirky when they those bits of reasoning hold on and conflict with your own reality. It's about a guy named Amin who lives in Saudi Arabia. He's from Sudan. What about right now, as we speak,
2: do you still feel like you're... Like I see number uh, patterns all the time when I look at the clock. Yeah. Like whenever I accidentally look at the clock, I see 4.04 or like 11.11 or 12.12, 8.8, something like this, 16.16, whenever I look accidentally at the clock.
0: Previous to our interview, he suffered from hallucinations, but it's not just seeing things, it's more than that, it's a feeling that the world isn't real. Or the world is ultra real, very kind of cosmic, big, big things. I talked with him in November of 2020.
2: We start? Yeah. Saudi Arabia.
0: Amin is Sudanese. His family left Sudan. His mom got a job as a doctor for the military in Saudi Arabia. He had been studying animation in Budapest, but now he's at home. Uh. It's a crowded house.
2: I'm really good. I'm really good.
0: Yeah. How old are you? I'm 22. What's that sound in the background?
2: Is that family? It's my mom. Sorry. No problem. (laughs) Because I also have like little kids. They're like my nephew and niece. Mm. And they sometimes try to get in, but I lock the door.
0: Amin spends a lot of time online. He does so because he's stuck at home. He uh, got deported after a psychotic episode, which you hear about in a moment. He experiences strong, magical-like connections with the world. Sometimes he feels he knows things, or has certain connections, or the world warps to his frame of mind. Let's do a couple examples.
2: Okay, so I, with the coronavirus, I dreamt that before. It was vague. Like, I dreamt that there was no one outside and the whole place was empty. So Mm -hmm. when... Sorry, my mom's calling me.
0: Mom, I'm doing this interview with this dipshit in Minnesota. All right, so that one, he foresaw the coronavirus, kind of. But most of the time, his uh, dream prophecies aren't that interesting but then you have another dream that is like yeah
2: the other dream also was meaningless like i dreamt uh uh, i was was eating spaghetti (laughs) and then my when i looked at when i went to the kitchen my mom was making spaghetti so (laughs) 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 it was so stupid
0: (laughs) Normally, he has these dreams or sees eleven eleven on the clock, and the world just feels unreal, like it's a video game or something. But sometimes, things get way too intense. In the year before we talked, he had a full-on psychotic episode. And to make things worse, that's a lot. What, what did your dad die from?
2: Coronavirus.
0: Okay. I'm so sorry to hear that. How was, um, were you close with him? Yeah. And your dad died, uh, so you went home. Then you and all of your family went to Saudi yeah, Arabia? Yeah. And was this all in one one year? Yeah, this year. Whew. My friend, you're
2: a lot th- of stuff it's been a busy year. <laughs> yes.
0: Amin told me about it the day he learned that his dad died.
2: Basically, I smoked weed and... Uh, as I was tripping, I felt like I was invisible, to be honest. <laughs> Basically, I felt like I was in a matrix or like I felt like I was invisible. And I was walking and everything felt wavy. I asked someone to give me water, but he, it's like he doesn't see me or... Then I laid on the grass and then I heard the church's uh, bells. I felt like I was ascending. Like I was looking at the sun, and the the grass started holding me in a way. <laughs> I don't know how to describe it.
0: He was walking around the city. Signs would pull him in one direction or another, very dreamlike. Looking
2: for signs, for example, shops like the the shop that I was I was sitting on a bench and like I saw like be free. So I feel I was looking at signs like, and they told me where to go. Mm -hmm. everything was distorted in a way like i don't i don't i don't know how to describe it and then so basically i threw my phone so i don't have my phone anymore (laughs) it was a bad idea and then i was walking barefoot because i felt like i was connected to the ground and stuff
0: (laughs) A road sign will point him in one direction. He'll follow it. Then he goes and visits his friend at work. Then he stumbles onto some people just hanging out
2: in the park. I saw people like the hippie people with crystals, like sorry mm-hmm. <laughs> am I I told them like, am I Jesus, am I a God? Like uh, they told me no, but what's important that what he uh, said uh, what what well, not what uh, you are like
0: the hippies who most people may, you know think have lost it. They were concerned for Amin because, well, he was uh, losing it.
2: Uh, as I was walking, I was going to my friend's house. I felt that whenever I imagined the pe- place to be crowded, it became crowded. Ooh. Whenever I imagined the place to be empty, it became empty.
0: One thing that comes up when I interview people with different brains is, should are these things these viewpoints, these experiences, good or bad? Because they offer a lot of beauty, but they can get you in trouble.
2: I did a lot of bad things that day. Like what? I was was going to shops and I felt like they were imaginary. Like the people there were imaginary. They weren't real. Were you like stealing
0: stuff or? Yeah. Okay. (laughs)
2: Like I went to an ice cream shop and told them I don't have money. So I took the ice cream and left because I didn't feel like there was consequences because it was imaginary. (laughs) (laughs) I started on walking and singing and doing stuff. Felt like I was like a god, basically.
0: Things got even more out of hand.
2: Uh, I was having like a lot of pain and I saw the sign in the statue and it was glowing red and it was like pointing to my house. Like it should, It told me like I should go back to my house. The people with crystals, like they, they led me to my house and I told them, can you stay with me or something? Like I was scared.
0: Amin had thrown his phone away during his hallucinations and was looking for it.
2: They told me, uh, Maybe your phone is where you left it, like, so nobody stole it. So, and I slept. And as soon as I closed my eyes, someone knocked on my door and they told me they have my phone. As soon as, as soon as that happened, and I started screaming, screaming and screaming.
0: Freaked everyone out. An ambulance was called. He had to be restrained. And he found himself in the psych ward. Seems like a bad ending. It's a difficult story, but things got worse. What does it feel like to lose your dad in the middle of all of these things going on?
2: It happened when I was in the hospital. Uh, they told me I can use my phone for five minutes. And then I saw a message on my phone that said my dad died. And then I told them I want to talk to my family. And they didn't, they didn't let me talk to my family. They wrestled, they wrestled me and put me on the ground and stuff. Before, before that, I had a sign. I was, when, when I was in the, the ambulance car, I heard, I heard a song by Katy Perry, Are you ready for the perfect storm? There's no going back. And after that, when I was in the hospital, an actual storm started coming. I felt like I also felt the pressure in my head, my forehead, and so, through the trees. Through the trees, I saw like a baby forming. Like there was an image of a baby forming through the wind. I don't what know. Did, how to, what do you think that means? Maybe a reincarnation. I don't know.
0: How does? Sorry, I have to grab my door. Uh, my cat is yelling at me. I've talked to grieving people, I'm sure you have as well, and, and many of them have had supernatural experiences like this. Even though a mean has a lot more distortions of reality than the normal person, this one is oddly relatable.
2: I felt his energy after he died. Like I felt like he was talking to me and he felt that I should be successful. He, lo- he loves me and he cares about me. And I felt that after he died.
0: But in regards to your dad, that particular hallucination has a purpose of connecting you to your dad. But yeah. you also want to stop having hallucinations. And I wondered if you feel like by moving on and not be having hallucinations, you might be losing something.
2: Uh, I feel like I'm gaining from not hallucinating. It feels I feel it's way better. Things feel normal. I don't feel, uh, it doesn't feel like, it feels like, like life is normal. It doesn't feel like it's a dream or something like that.
0: So it would appear a means a year from now goal is to not have big hallucinations but I think the hallucinations was just the shiniest object in the interview. There was something else going on.
2: Uh, actually, I was uh, in a very low mood. Like, I was depressed most of the time, like the past year, because uh, I've, I've been de- be de- dealing with depression for a long time. And uh, uh, it's getting a bit better now.
0: OK, hallucinations and depression. Let's jump one year into the future. One month, two months, three months, four months, flying through the years, five months, mm-hmm. six months, seven months, so months. So much happened. A lot happened in my year. What? In the year that followed, I read the book Sapiens. Yes. Which uh, yeah. Yuval, the author, talks about, can't remember, <laughs> how imaginative ideas are the secret behind how humans organize. Became so... Yes. I mean, the unstoppable force we are today, being able to imagine what groups, companies imagine policies, imagine society manners, being polite, how you relate to people is based on imagined of order of society. Amin's mind keeps him away from our consensus reality, and I do think that's a problem. It isolated him, and it has at times endangered him. But also think of how our beliefs have isolated ourselves and endangered us, made us distrust strangers by having mean world syndrome. We starve ourselves with diet culture. We think guns make us safer. It's a false equivalency. A means distortions in societies, like these are different types of mental distortions. But I just don't want us to frame a mean as the crazy one. you hear me? <sighs> Yes, I can. Can you? Well, whoa, holy smoke! November twenty twenty one. A year later. What? This is a coincidence. What? Did you know? Last year we recorded on November eighth. It's been exactly
2: one year. Wow! On the same same day.
0: Oh, and we we also we talked at. That's impossible. Uh, It looks like we talked at 9.04, so we're almost almost doing this at the exact same time on the exact same day. (laughs) Last time we talked, we we talked about coincidences. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It kind of blew me away (laughs) that Amin didn't find that coincidence crazier. But I guess that says more about how we interpret coincidences than the strength of them. You, if you were in a different mental state, that could have been a kind of profound, almost religious experience.
2: Like a sign. I don't care anymore, honestly. <laughs> like about uh, uh, this stuff. No, no, I do caring. Amin said
0: I don't care anymore. A lot in the follow-up interview. What he means, I think, is not that he no longer believes in all these cosmic connections, but it's more like he's just too tired to act on them or get as excited about them. For example, he was playing this video game and he thought the people he was playing with were demons and they were talking with him, but he... (laughs) So you're playing the game, they start to sound like demons or something and you're like, I don't care. (laughs)
2: I just want
0: to get some points or kill some bad guys or whatever.
2: Yes. Yeah, pretty much.
0: Have you had any treatment, therapy, or medication? Um,
2: Like I've talked about it and uh, people thought I was schizophrenic or something like that and I stopped talking about it. What about medical people? Did you talk to doctors and stuff? Uh, Therapists here aren't the best. Like uh, they usually talk about... uh, They usually say stuff like uh, you need to believe in God and stuff like that. He said, you need to believe in God and stuff like that. So I stopped going. So there's a a (laughs) stigma. They're not not very good here, so I stopped going.
0: He didn't talk about this in the first interview, but Amin has depression as well. How long do you think it would take for you to feel Uh, more
2: comfortable and less depressed? I'll just have to get out of here. (laughs) Yeah, that's that's, right. that's the like because uh, the place is the only thing that's making me depressed, and I just have to get out of here.
0: Just because you have a lot of people in one house, and, and you need a, a space. Oh, it's
2: not the house. It's like it's the whole. I don't like Saudi Arabia. Yeah, I just yeah. I would, I like to live in the West more than uh, in the Middle East and so. It's very religious. Like everything is everything is banned here, like alcohol and stuff. It's not, the places are very mixed, like males are by themselves and females are by themselves.
0: Yeah. And, and also when you go to the doctor and tell them you're going through something, they say, yeah Yeah. Yeah. Not that I have anything against prayer, <laughs> no,
2: but... It's very cheap, way. <laughs>
0: so... <laughs> you say cheap.
2: <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> what does your depression feel like when it's bad?
2: Uh... I would just uh, lay on bed all day and not do anything. Like, I would just uh, wake wake up just to go back to sleep.
0: In my first interview with Amin, I thought the problem that he had was with his hallucinations. I mean, he got deported from Hungary because of them, you know, so I thought that was the issue. But those hallucinations actually made it hard for me to see the larger problem or at least everyday problem of his depression. But in this interview, I think his depression actually covered up his, his active hallucinations. He kept saying, I don't care. I don't care about these things. He never said, I don't believe in them. It turns out he was experiencing some of these hallucinations, and it took me by surprise, the shifting of had hallucination to having in my mind.
2: There's something that changed also. Uh, like, do you know the stop sign and the lights? Traffic lights? Uh-huh. It's like a hand now.
0: Amin was playing a video game and in it the walk don't walk sign had to him changed the icon of don't
2: walk. What do you mean? Do you do you not see the traffic light? Like the, the stop sign?
0: Oh the, the light that flashes for like walk or don't walk.
2: Yeah like, yeah
0: yeah. So when it when it when they're telling you to stop, it's a, a, a red hand.
2: Yeah, it used to be a person. Like
0: In a Mean's mind, everywhere in the world they changed the don't walk sign. I I remember that there's the person for walk and yeah. for stop, it's the hand. What?
2: <laughs> What's wrong with
0: you? So in Saudi Arabia I think some of the flashing don't walk signs are the red guy, while it's just a red hand in other countries. What I think happened is Amin was playing this video game and he saw a red hand, but instead of thinking, Oh, that's different. He concluded that it had been changed into the red hand, but not just the video game, all of them. Even when I was like, let me, I'll look this up. Walk signs, a red hand that what? flashes. Since when? And he thought that all of them were changed in all of the
2: world. Like I'm 100% sure that it's a person.
0: Which makes sense, because I think he saw a a red guy as the don't walk sign. But he thinks that all of them are supposed to be that. And when I heard that, I started to think maybe. This sounds kind of like one of your uh, psychosis episodes of, or like an example of. But he said it's a hand, it's not a hand. (laughs) So right now with this thought, do you, are you aware that this is kind of, a paranoid thought.
2: I don't know. It's not very important, but I don't know. It's something I I think about sometimes. It's not important. Okay. It, <laughs> it,
0: it is important because it, it's very destabilizing for you if someone like me and the rest of the world are just saying you're crazy. The hand has always been there, but you don't feel that. Like you don't that's not how it is in your head. Right? Yeah, it's not true. <laughs> I'm sorry, bro. The hand's always been there.
2: But it's not true. What the fuck?
0: I'm so sorry. Amin doesn't see a connection between his depression and hallucinations. I at least poetically do, because it's like he is in a world by himself. Philosophically, Amin kind of agrees. He kind of believes in solipsism, the philosophical idea that there's only one person and the whole world is their imagination.
2: Solipsism? It's like solipsism.
0: Ah, yes.
2: Solipsism. um,
0: Does it feel like I'm a real person right now?
2: I mean, you could be. um, (laughs) You could be not. You could be not. (laughs) It's (laughs) much. Yeah. I don't care anymore. (laughs) (laughs) There it is
0: again. I don't care anymore. Is it because he knows that it sounds silly, his theories? To someone who experiences reality like everyone else, is it that he's depressed and doesn't have the energy to give a shit about this strange world he's in? Is there anything that um, would make your life better right now?
2: Yeah, my social life would be very different because uh, over here there is no social life. like people aren't very friendly to strangers like they're not they're not open to strangers coming up to them and stuff. So over there it's a bit different.
0: There's a thing in English we call a red herring, which is something that distracts you from the real point. And like, maybe the real point isn't, is Amin hallucinating and, and crazy or whatever. But maybe the real point is Amin yeah. is
2: lonely because he's not able,
0: you <laughs> yeah. know, like that's I'm a big thing
2: I'm a very lonely person. But yeah, I've learned to cope with it. Like, yeah.
0: I don't think it's great to have such breaks with reality as Amin hallucinates. But what really hinders us isn't our special, unique challenges, like Amin hallucinating, stop lights being different, but normal, everyday-to-day depression, sadness.
2: Is there anything else, or-
0: no, that's it. I think we, we covered it. We've covered it all. And, and I, I, hope that, I hope that you are able to go off and study and get some proper treatment for something that's hard to go through, which is depression and uh, these fixations on uh, what's real and what's not. Okay. And I'm real. I'm pretty okay. sure. <laughs>
2: <laughs> that's what we will say. <laughs> yeah, you're right. <laughs> okay,
0: well, that was great talking with you. sorry. <laughs>
2: right. Thank you. Okay, bro. Thank you. Right. Okay, bye.
0: bye. I've kept up with the mean. He's doing okay. He's definitely still has his distortions. Of reality, he was going to a party, and this officer stopped him. Someone was filming it, and he said he went viral on TikTok.
2: This officer
0: stops him, and he says, uh, he says, what do you what do you want? And Amin says, I want water.
2: Huh?
0: And the officer says, what else? And Amin says, juice. (laughs) And he says, what
2: else? And
0: Amin says, love and
2: tenderness. (laughs) (laughs) I don't speak
0: Arabic. I'm relying on Amin's own translation. But love and tenderness sounds good. Very good. Thank you for listening. My name is Matthew Schneem and this has been a year from now. We're an independent podcast so please support us on Patreon. The music used came from Dawview, a musical collab, uh, experimental thingy. It's in the show notes. Very cool. Thanks for listening. See you next year. i